greater good is a false positive and a true negative. Whoever won a ball game by saying it's for the greater good. Greater good what is that? Is it everyone is the same or some are greater than others? Or a misnomer for everyone gets a ribbon and or a trophy regardless of effort and skill? Isn't American enterprise just another ball game? Where the umpire is for calling balls and strikes not who wins or loses. Or the bets are for the greater good of the team that wins with over or under scoring. Get serious. When do people in general get up in the morning and say I'm going to work for the greater good of people in the ghetto? Never is my guess. Rather we should vote for leadership to get rid of the ghettos, not using taxpayer money, but enterprise zones for private investment, to eliminate that problem, and its crime college. Using a human new deal to knock it down, and rebuild charter schools, and small business enterprises, to be run by more intelligent Americans, educated, entrepreneurial, gang members, who have a heart and soul to work for themselves and their neighborhoods, not the greater good of Black Lives Matter but for all law-abiding lives matter. Oh no, we have leaders who profess to have a heart and soul but ignore the shambles in our inner cities as the have-nots. Like Nazi Germany, the Biden administration that is calling the MAGA followers neo-Nazis, while they proclaim the Green New Deal will save us for the greater good of, guess who, the elite politicians, who now have to have their own private security and gated communities for their false positive greater good policies. What are some more failing policies of our leaders? How about 5 million illegal immigrants coming through the Biden-Harris and Ox squad open borders? Is it for the greater good of sanctuary cities that they can't and won't accept thousands for their greater good policies? How about 85,000 additional IRS agents hired to catch and release tax cheaters after they pay their share of the inflationary cost of a dying free market enterprise called America the home of the overpopulated street dwellers, ghettos and homeless shelters with those who want their share of a piece of the American shrinking pie. The misnomer in reality is the greater good is a Marxist theory of turning deprivation into a failing nation using quietly quitting as its motto. Bore out, burn out, brown out then drop out, drop back into the greater bad. Just own nothing and sit in your ghetto to be happy before the crematory solves your complaints. About the lack of housing and accoutrements for living a healthy and happy life. That's neo-Nazi lifestyle at its best, until there isn't enough for the greater good, so there are those who get their share first, and what's left for the do-gooders with food lines for the poor, all voting for the greater good and love, not for one and the other, but for Big Brother. I do believe that George Orwell should find the Wizard of Oz Biden, and the gigglier Harris, and the socialist Sanders, and the reformer Schumer, and the elitist Pelosi, and the squad to expose the progressives, as being for the greater bad of Big Brother rather than, free market American enterprise, American enterprising workers are the salt of the competitive world of commerce, trade, quality over waste, profit for all. A conspiracy against the atheists, Marxists, zeitgeist socialists, Chinese, Russian, North Korea, Iran, etc., and communist believers in the greater good of Marxism. While all any common good American worker wants is an opportunity to learn to earn for a skill to build and share in their personal effort, skill, will, and productivity for their own wealth. Invested in the American family, lifestyle, well-educated, prosperous, happy, healthy in their own home. Avoiding divorce, racist slurs, but being religious, honest, and only fearing those that aren't. This capitulates into the American dream of American capitalism and American socialism marriage for the many to one good. Americanism. Represented by the American Enterprise Party founded on humanism. See the website www.americanantiprizepoliticalparty.org, whose humanism slogan is for life, is given to us free, while our freedom and opportunity must be be earned by Jerry Rhodes, founder and CEO of the American Enterprise Party.
and www.jerryroadsauthor.com. For other publications, what is the definition of swing vote? It's a green net through disagreement pursuing consensus that lowers the risk of being wrong and hedges bets that the intervention for sanity finds peaceful coexistence and prosperity. Swing voters, who are they? Independents, of course. Who else? Well, my proposal of an evolution to an effective swing vote third party, with a few seats in the Senate, some Joe Mansions, a few in the House, some Liz Cheney's, and swing states, Michigan, Minnesota, Pennsylvania, North Carolina, Georgia, Nevada, Arizona, etc., bring civility, unity, forbearance, and change, using quasi-reorganization, of a gridlocked, divided, corrupt, bankrupt Congress to keep American enterprise great, why, and how? I say why not? Then how can a swing vote third political party, stop China from being number one, in the changing new world order leadership, and continue in an audacious, restored big cycle using Ray Dalio's investment models, and my financial grading system, to which can be added to the 18 determinants, gap accounting principles, accrual basis financial records, balanced budgets, debt to GDP, amortization of long-term debt, credit rating, review of www.usedebtclock.org and www.openthbooks.com for financial condition and accountability, yield curve for government securities versus stock market, and the impact of a swing vote third party acting as the referee for consensus reorganization policies. What makes America great is free enterprise, with democratic constitutional interpretations, as the common sense consensus policies for governance and that marries monetary capital and human capital as the great American enterprise, termed Americanism with constitutional humanism to win the third world war of global trade. What I found at the bottom of the proverbial swamp are the woke alligators that make up the bureaucracy which transcends a party affiliation, who are the job breakers and the lawmakers, in the form of 24 million government employees, consisting of regulation makers, regulators, redundant state, and local agencies costing $1.9 trillion in annual payroll and benefits, who work for uniparty politicians who are sinking the great American enterprise, and the captain is nowhere to be seen, a titanic for sure, plus $158 trillion in unfunded, unrecorded obligations for Social Security, Medicare, Medicaid, and Obamacare, for the debt clock www.usedebtclock.org and www.openthbooks.com. Thereby, cooking the books by not being on, GAP, generally accepted accounting principles. With Biden adding 87,000 IRS agents, $87 billion annual payroll, for pseudo-tax hikes, and deficit spending of $1.9 trillion stimulus checks, $780 billion for starting the Green New Deal, shifting $58 billion wealth to Ukraine in the form of a war of appeasement to Russia's restoration plan, and opening the borders, to 5 million foreign migrants at a cost of $116 billion to $200 billion per year, added to the welfare and criminal drug smugglers and terrorists roles per American Federation of Immigration Reform. And of course, progressives plan, as proposed in New York, letting illegals into the big sanctuary cities' voting booths. So, I need to establish my audacious solution as a fact that American capitalism and American socialism come together daily in every enterprise in America. Without blowing it, they have the solution for capitalizing on our human capital, in a sharing of the wealth formula, where outcome means income, human capital has to learn to earn and have a skill to build base the tenets of Lasses fair enterprise sharing in the profits, with its 200 million enterprising Americans, as outlined in American Enterprise Party Trilogy, Volumes 1 through 3. In my audacious trilogy, the American Enterprise Party is the evolutionary way to keep America great.
Volume 1 Swing Vote marries monetary capital and human capital together to pull the extremes to a come to our senses with consensus. Volume 2 Swing Vote System Solving Problems, Not Just Debating Issues. Volume 3 Swing Vote Restores the American Patriotic and Ethical Work Ethic for GDP Profitability. The American Enterprise Party Trilogy Downsize Government, Upsize Enterprise. A swing vote in Congress, state primaries, local legislatures, and school boards to break ties and gridlock. That's impairing our constitutional government, free market economy, and peaceful coexistence in a troubled, competitive world. We don't need to control the political parties. We need to secure the citizens' voting systems. This is called Future Podcast. I've got to have a podcast that says it's happening now. This uh, takeover by the... um, activists, the progressives <clears throat> is timing our uh, big cycle fight with China. We have to do that. We got a government that dictates, regulates, and does not innovate. They're trying to squash innovation. The left is always trying to, to come up with some fancy ideology that isn't supported by anything. So that's what my next podcasts are supposed to be. Yeah, something I need to add uh, on uh, Dalio's book, The Changing New World Order, Changing to the New World Order, is that he, he predicts everything on historical trends, saying that that may not be the most reliable because we do have to anticipate variables and things like that. But but the only thing that will uh, so-called bend the curve, we're talking about the big cycle curve, would be innovation and uh, freedom to uh, implement through better leadership um, bending that, that curve in not the downhill slide, but the, the, into a different big cycle. So to break the historical so-called big big trends cycle, it would have to result in either another big cycle or a smaller cycle that's renamed uh, under what I've proposed Americanism. But anyway, that's my thoughts on that. Uh, I liken this to the uh, queen bee who creates drones and the king bee that dictates to the throne drones. Because what we really are talking about here is, is leadership of making sure that those that create the wealth share in the wealth. And that's on the basis of, of their ability to work. The more they learn and they can earn and they take a risk to get the reward. And then they have to create a skill to build, which sustains the enterprise. And then the leadership becomes the king bee and queen bee work together to perpetuate more drones. So that's the theory right now that I'm into. The only problem with that is that the queen bee eats the drones and then the king bee gets himself a new queen bee. So it's not completely the solution.
but that monarchy as I'm showing or talking about then becomes a an enterprise where leadership is managing the drones towards profits gross domestic products uh, competing with in a global war those that threaten our number one dominance actually now that I think about it America is like a giant beehive where everybody's working for for their own purpose which is a, a standard of living a lifestyle healthy one hopefully for their family and are able to then share in the benefits of enterprise not stakeholders in a government not allowing government to be in control of anything except establishing the rule of law some kind of rules to live by and you don't have to have regulators delegating you need to have the workers uh, innovating and then we will create the products the services the thing the things that keep us uh, top of the rock number one um, I China is not going to get there because they're already corrupt their oligarchs are the same as our oligarchs they won't they'll want to take over uh, the Politburo will then utilize that as a way to control everything as through their the China, Chinese capitalism they have a Chinese capitalism which embraces oligarchs and they also have the the Chinese dream which puts the Politburo in charge of everything. So they all work for one corporation, CCP Inc. And of course, they have very low overhead because they have no unions. It's just the Politburo and CCPing that it will be king forever, um, telling them exactly what they're gonna get and where they're gonna do it. Uh, I don't see that as, as the solution for worldwide governance or a one world government out of Beijing I don't even see that a one world government working at all when we have all of these different nationalities and languages going on uh, trying to just put that all in one beehive particularly when then the kings and queens of the beehives and fight it out. That's the old monarchy thing. I'm talking about free enterprise. Free market enterprise on the basis of American capitalism, which is monetary, and American socialism, which is the human capital, outproducing everyone, which we've been doing since World War II. And now all of a sudden, we were giving that away. And then buying back these products marked up for their profit and paying shipping and distribution and shelf space to sell these at wholesale and retail. Something very wrong with that. It's called imbalance of trade. Imbalance of trade, a trillion dollars a year right now is means we're losing money at that, at that rate. And when you're losing money, it's the, the whole root of borrowing money because you run out of resources and cash and the ability to pay your bills. And then you are bankrupt. Right now, America is, if you can look at solvency, when, you're, when your debt exceeds your gross domestic and gross national product, 
means that you don't have enough cash, whether it be uh, uh, pounds, guilders, rubies, rupees, or China's uh, yuan, or whatever they call it now, you're then uh, trying to deal in the global trade with with the dollar being devalued by the Fed by increasing the interest rates. So right now, that's where we are. We're on the very edge of uh, insolvency. And insolvency then leads to bankruptcy. And there isn't anybody in our government at this point in terms of a party that represents the swing vote that will stop all this and take it in a new direction. And that's the American Enterprise Party, which is built on American capitalism and American socialism working together to bail out America, not control America. We'll still have three parties. They can be the Republicans, Democrats, and the American Enterprise Crats or whatever. But the Enterprise Party is the referee. It's pulling the extremes together for a feasible uh, rollout and bailout plan. And that plan results in us sustaining our big cycle control, the dollar still being recognized as the reference currency in all trade relations. That's my thoughts right now. Yeah, and by the way, um, states and cities and counties can file for bankruptcy. But it's said that the federal government cannot file for bankruptcy. Well, it doesn't say that in the Constitution. Matter of fact, what it says is that the government shall not extend its ability to pay. So and it infers that if they can't afford to pay, then they have to reduce something. And that would be the size of government, in my estimation. So there is a way to reorganize America so they can go forward and be able to pay their bills. And it's that part's in the Constitution. So I think if you go through and look at it, uh, the federal government must uh, have a plan of, I, I call it, it's called quasi-reorganization or in business chapter 11 where you're able to stop the bleeding, reorganize, and either fund a way to cover all debt or write off debt from creditors that no longer have the leverage to force you into uh, dissolution. Because then that means that that everything goes back to square one and everybody scrambles to, to, to tear off their share. And I, I don't see that happening in America unless Biden gets reelected. Yeah, Sherry asked me, you know, what is accrual accounting versus cash basis accounting? Well, I'm going to explain this in detail in a, in a podcast, but cash basis uh, budgeting and accounting is a fraud. It is putting things off. It's not paying as you go, which is the way business is set up. And it's required for all, all companies that file tax returns and 
list their stock on the stock exchange or do banking or borrow money or buy a car or go to the moon. Cash basis accounting is not a business application. It's a fraud. It's what a church would do to be able to bring in enough donations to cover the the preacher's salary, and then they put everything else off in hopes of that we'll get more donations next month. Or we'll go to the bank and borrow some money telling them we're going to get more donations, and we throw that in the pot. We don't really tell anybody we're doing that. We don't really show it on our cash basis budget. That's just cash in and cash out. And then if we do have to pay back the bank, then we do it later. And we really don't tell anybody that there's interest on that because, you know, you don't want to educate the parishioners. It's too complicated for them to understand accrual accounting. But I'm going to do a podcast explaining accrual accounting for not only churches or fraternities or sororities, but for the corner drugstore and for the government. Because if you don't do it that way, you skate along thinking, well, you know, we'll, we'll fix it later. We'll pay it later and later comes. And then you're going to try to write off college debts. You're going to try to pass deficit spending bills. And you make promises that will never be kept like Social Security and Medicare, where we've supposedly funding that as we go, and it's impossible. Because most people are going to collect more than they ever put in. So even that needs a cruel accounting. It's a fraud if you do anything different. And then we realize that that money that we're collecting now and paying out later should be invested not, not in... Uh, campaigns or uh, paying off travel expenses for the bureaucrats. It should be put, put aside. We should invest it in something that will return, give us a, a return on the investment of Social Security money, such invested in the stock market. Oh, well, Bush said that and everybody just threw up their arms and said, well, you can't trust the stock market. You're trusting the bureaucrats? And the attorneys that run our country? Come on. This is a fraud. This is not the art of the deal. It is the art of the steal. More to come. Oh, by the way, this isn't just the Democrats doing this. It's also the Republicans. How do you stop this insanity? before China eats it up and spits us out. Because they're, they're going to accrual accounting. Ah, yes. If you read my books, you'll find out that how they're doing it, why they're doing it, when they're doing it, and we're not doing it. Yes, both parties are lying. It's a fraud. So, what are you going to do about it, Jerry? Well, I proposed a third party that recognizes our country will no longer be number one in the world as this changing world order will vote for China, the UN, the World 
Health Organization, RDR, the World Banking, the International Monetary Fund are backing China. Even the hedge funds here in America are investing in China. Even our shift of our uh, much of our wealth and shifting the supply lines over to China, and they're using that for their buildup of, of the military. Because guess what? That's their biggest weapon. It's not innovation and trade. They've just stolen that from us and selling it back to us with markups, and we paid the freight. So guess who really is the smart guy on the block? And who's going to take over number one? Yes, you guessed it. Hedge funds are investing in China against America losing. And so are the 401k plan group funds and the pension fund managers and the hedge fund managers of trillions of dollars. So guess what? America, wake up. More to come. By the way, how are you going to know this unless you listen to my podcast? Because this is the information you're going to get every day. I'm going to start recording it and posting it on my podcast. I'm not going to just write up a script and have it recorded and, and then make comments. I'm going to put this out on my podcast. And then you can get back to me through my email, my Twitter account, and ask questions. And then you'll get some, I believe, common sense answers. You're not going to get this crap about it's an issue. It's an, uh, COVID is an issue. Our, our, our tax system is an issue. Uh, who's gonna, who are you going to vote for? That's an issue. Uh, we don't have enough money to pay our policemen, and we don't have enough money to pay our military. But it's an issue. Oh, crime is an issue. Uh, China is, and the trade imbalance is an issue. Are you kidding me? Those are problems. Unless we treat them as problems and are required to come up with solutions, we don't get reelected. But right now, everything is an issue. And Sam, and Sam Rayburn said it right. It's just go along to get along. Don't try to propose solutions. Just call it an issue or a reform, and then it can be tabled and forgotten. American public's attention span is 10 seconds. So why would you want to tell them the truth, if there is a truth? No, we would have a misinformation board that would wipe out the truth along with Facebook, Twitter, TikTok, all of the propaganda machines now that basically support either a Biden or a Trump or whoever is, is in, in control, that everything is going to be just fine. But how can it be when your GDP is less than your debt and, you're, and you've got negative cash flow, negative net worth, negative net assets, which de is a definition in the business world as bankrupt? And what is the first ste step of that? Well, right now I'm watching Biden stumble up the, trying to get into the airplane. But that's what happens. When you, when you elect people that have no background in finance, any background in uh, cruel accounting, any background in managing the Amer great American enterprise. 
And I'm not saying that I am. I'm saying that we need a party that has those kind of people that are involved in making those decisions. So a swing vote, getting those sort of people in the Senate and in the House, or in the House and the Senate, you don't have to have the president. The president works for the people, supposedly. And who represents the people? Well, the House and the Senate. Well, if we had swing votes in there being the referee, so this ridiculous state doesn't continue, state of affairs, then we start pulling the extremes towards the middle. Not the Schumer saying we're going to reform America and Pelosi saying uh, Biden's the best president we've ever had and Biden standing behind uh, a, a, a shadow government where he reads everything off of a teleprompter with his speeches written by Sanders or AOC or Elizabeth Warren or all these skilled people in the world of global enterprise and how you manage it, we need, we need competence in our decision makers, our leadership. And do we have that? Hell no. We, people get reelected. Re and once you get erected, elected, the incumbents are there forever. And then their kids and then their grandkids. It's all about name recognition, right? That's rank voting. That's name recognition and people that have money that can afford to get their face and their names out there on postcards, uh, uh, on Fox News, on CNN, on all these hate ads, you name it. Those are the people that are running our, our government. So, you know, if you want it to fail, just keep doing what we're doing. And we will be second, third, fourth, or whatever it ends up being to those countries that don't give a crap about human, humanity. They just tell everybody what to do. So it's top-down management, not bottom-up work ethics and patriotism like we had in the Second World War, where we really actually had a leader, Roosevelt, Theodore Roosevelt. No, not Teddy, his uh, uncle, <laughs> Franklin, sorry. Anyway, just keep on listening. Orange glow. The effect sticks around for a while, but if you're looking for photos, tomorrow and... Um, this is a um, continuation of some thoughts about how we elect our leadership. Right now, you have to have millions or billions or zillions to even be considered. Because the common man, woman, uh, can't, can't even get on the ballot. Um, I'm proposing this third party swing vote, but it requires funding and funding seems to be that you have to be wealthy. You don't have to know anything. You don't have to have a plan or written a book or even have a vision. It's, it's the only way you'll get there is to go to Harvard, I guess, get a business degree, and then go to Yale and get a, a law degree, and then University of Chicago to get a medical de degree. And then you go to Stanford to get a finance degree. And then maybe, maybe you can go on GoFunding and people think you're qualified. 
and maybe put a dollar or two down on you. You know, it only takes 200 million enterprising working Americans to, to get somebody nominated. So that's what I'm working on. That's all I have to say.